Ah, uh, let's play a game. Uh, 3 p.m. Oh, very nice. 3 p.m. It's like 6 in the morning for James. It's like 8 in the morning for me. <sighs> Which, 8 in the morning for me is like prime sleep time. Oh. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to go to work in about one and a half hours. So I got mine ahead of me. Nice. Well, to those listening, uh, the the reason for the delays and stuff is because we have a very special guest on line with us, uh, Bjorn from Sweden, uh, Swedish super fan, if you will, a good friend of the podcast for a very, very long time. And in order to accommodate him being on the show, James and I are getting up very, very early. I actually stayed up all night because normally I go to bed around five o'clock and instead of doing that I was just like well it's pointless for me to just go to sleep and get up you know two hours later or whatever um so I just stayed up and uh yeah so I might be a little groggy and stuff but we got him on the show and he picked a game for us to play and that game was dust and Elysian tale and we're going to be talking about that today hello <laughs> Man, what's up, man? How you been? I'm been good. How are you? And how are you, James? I'm good. Uh, still here, still a relatively middle-aged man. Uh, probably talking about video games too much, James. May have lost James. Yeah, I think he went back to sleep. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, well, who the hell doesn't talk about uh, talk about video games too much anyway? You think so? Oh yes, I know how how my um, me and my friends are. He's like, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried this? But hmm. you back, James? Oh man, <laughs> it's gonna be one of those kind of episodes. So, Minth, how did you uh, how did you find this game? Originally, there was a friend of mine who said, oh, you got to try this game. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe later. It was several years ago. And then, uh, yeah, I sat and checked it out on the PS4 store. and was like, Dust, yeah, I think I know this game. Hmm, yeah, I gotta, I'm going to buy it. It was real, on a, on a good sale. So I was like, yeah. And uh, once I started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, this game, I like it. <laughs> It's very extremely good. I I had no idea 
what to expect from the game other than, you know, my good friend Menth across the sea was like, hey, you got to play this game. And I'm like, okay, sure. I think uh, I was probably pretty inebriated late at night as per usual with our talks. I'm usually, you know, it's late at night and I've had a few beers and you contact me and you said, hey, man, you got to check out this game. And I'm like, okay, sure. You know, and I trust you well enough now that I was just like, yeah, I'll just buy it right now. And I bought it. And that was several months before I even attempted to play it. And then, you know, I... I think you finally mentioned something like, Hey, uh, uh, you've got to, uh, you've got to try this game. And I was like, okay, sure. And I started playing it and man, I got to tell you something. I could not put it down. This game is incredibly gorgeous. It plays it's, I don't know how I even describe it. I mean, what do you describe it as? Is it an RPG? Is it an action game? It's, it's almost really a fluent platformer with good balance and uh, a good background story. And seeing as this game was actually made by one person except for the voices and such, I mean, that's incredible for a two-year period. Which is incredibly mind-boggling, right? I just found about that last night that this this the entirety of dust and elysian tale is made basically by one guy outside of like voice acting and some uh, musical tracks and stuff this is one dude four years of work and i i don't know what to say it's uh it doesn't translate to that at all because even the little nuances in this game things like they have a colorblind feature in this game which is something that should literally be on every game that has anything to do with colors you know and this game has like certain gates and stuff that require different you know colors and such and just the forethought in in something as minute as that that you know they're thinking okay there's i don't know the exact number you know i'm i'm not colorblind myself but like colorblindness is a relatively uh I don't want to say popular, but uh, it's an affliction that a lot of people have. It's not an uncommon affliction. Yeah, a lot of people have it, and yet a lot of games don't even acknowledge it, you know, and they'll have things like, you know, you got to go through the red gate or the green gate or whatever, you know, and like someone that's colorblind is like, well, I guess I'm fucked. And yet this is a game made by one guy and he acknowledges that maybe he's colorblind himself. I didn't, I didn't look into it that deep, but the fact that he thought of little things like that, you know, and things like uh, being able to move your, your life bar in, in different areas or make it larger or smaller and just little minute tiny little details that a lot of developers wouldn't even think of you know and it's just it's in this game you know and yet it was done by one dude crazy to me yeah i mean this is one of the games i feel i don't have anything really to complain about because the controls are perfect i think this i mean if you want to go do a precise jump or anything like that. I, I don't fi- didn't find any glitches at all and or anything like that. So I'm really happy to pick this game up. I'm gonna try and beat it again on a harder uh, setting. <sighs> I, I'm gonna have to too. I actually uh, I played it on the easiest mode, thinking like, okay, I need to do it on easy mode because that's usually when I do stuff for the podcast. Like I'm not looking to you know unlock everything or do it on the hardest mode or whatever like that i'm like i'm looking to get it done you know what i mean i've got a month if that um to be able to you know play through the game as much as i can to get it out there to talk to the people that might be actually listening about the game and um 
I've, so I played on easy mode and like on easy mode, this game is incredibly easy, like to a point where I was like, okay, I really need to restart this game and play it on a slightly harder difficulty. Um, but it is an incredible game. It's effectively like a brawler, like almost a button masher and stuff, but it's very self-aware. Even at points in the game when you're talking to Fidget, which is like your little companion that you have, which is kind of like this flying cat thing. <laughs> aka lunar oh yeah fidget <laughs> um she'll mention like uh you know just press x to win or like butt mash as fast as you can to get out of this situation or something like that i mean it's very like third wall or fourth wall breaking and and very cool yeah so if we were gonna look at it that way we should explain that at the beginning of this game there's a short story, and when you start it, you start as dust. He doesn't remember anything at all, except he has a sword uh, that he can talk. Here he can talk to, and he has Fidget, a small flying cat creature-ish, more like a fox. And Fidget and the sword helps you get going to explore the world, and you find out your powers and uh, more about your purpose and such. And uh, I know that in, at one point I laughed really hard because Fidget says that, oh yeah, you should see him go to battle when you are in the Aurora village. It's like, he goes like, swoosh, swoosh, swoosh on the screen. He's just <laughs> flying around. Yeah, zoom, 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 zoom. You can't even see him. Yeah, it's, and that's exactly it too, because... Like you said, you you start the game and you 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 know classic story. You, you have amnesia. You don't know what the hell's going on. But there's this sword and it's uh, sentient and it's talking to you and it it basically is like you're the chosen one or whatever. And fidget, I guess, is the protector of the sword. I don't think it's really overly explained, which is good because too much story actually kind of hurts things in these <laughs> stories and she's just like this flying cat thing that like almost like a uh, tails she's like this orange flying cat that is just constantly oh, kind of like navi in uh ocarina of time you know just always there except that she's a little more interactive because uh she has magic and the first of which is like she'll kind of spit out these little energy balls these white energy balls and it's kind of pathetic really um but you have an ability that you gain it's called the the storm like dust storm if you will and you'll spin your sword real fast and you can like take whatever she's shooting out and like multiply it and shoot it in all directions and do like these really cool combos but if you hold the storm button too long it'll start to damage you um exactly i mean the first thought i had was like oh this is gonna be super easy i'm just gonna spin my sword and i'm just gonna jump around do the dust storm and stuff and i'm like hmm i got hurt this yeah. is a cool down ah and then they explain that yeah if you punish yourself punish yourself too long exert yourself you will take damage mm -hmm. it's so it's I mean, you can't cheese your way through the game either like that, and that's a neat feature. And the thing you said about uh, him just ha having amnesia, the sword, and fidget, uh, towards the end of the game, you actually get some explanations around that. And, yeah, it's just really sweet uh, in the end because they have thought about most mostly everything and yeah, really tied on. Yeah, uh, had a good nut just to finish everything up. Yeah. Oh man, and it, it's, I don't know, it, it's hard to pigeonhole this game because it's a lot like, 
it's it's one part brawler, one part RPG, one part Metroidvania because you have to like learn these different abilities to get through different areas and stuff. But then there's also like unlike say like a Castlevania Symphony of Night or a Metroid, like you you can get to different areas like if you can kind of cheese your way through them because you learn another ability relatively early on where you can use storm while you're jumping. And if there's an enemy on screen, you can basically fly but if there isn't one you can't and i found myself like i would like lure flying enemies into areas so just so that i could like fly up towards them with the jumping dust storm so that i could like fly around and get to areas that i probably wasn't supposed to get to until later in the game and you kind of break the game in that way but similarly to uh castlevania symphony night and uh metroid uh super metroid in particular um being able to break the game actually makes it more fun not less so um in a weird way it's like you almost feel like you're cheating and uh cheating the system in some way and it i don't know it just it it really opens things up makes things a lot of fun um yeah actually i started reading about that uh looking for a secret in the game was like hmm how do i do this and the part about getting flying enemies above you and you home in on them with the dust storm and actually can rise up and more or less fly through the levels mm-hmm. that's intended finally was it okay i was wondering like yeah because there are actually treasures and hidden stuff that you can't reach if you don't do that at exact exact points with enemies that you can get Either you can get elevated up enough just to get to a ledge. Okay, so yeah, I was wondering about that because like I I was thinking, okay, maybe it's just that I can like break the game and do this right now, or maybe it's that like later on in the game I'm gonna get some kind of double jump or an actual ability to fly or something like that. And that's that's kinda cool that they incorporated that into where it's like you actually have to like realize like okay there's a way to break this game and that's the only way to get these extra treasures and things like that that's really cool james are you back with us it looks like you are i think i'm here sorry about that guys (laughs) no problem buddy so there's james uh we've we've just discussed the very rudimentary uh beginnings of the game and such is there anything uh you want to say regarding uh the game I could just start out with how Bajoran found this game. Yeah, we talked a little bit of that. I think it, he said that a, a friend of his was like, hey, you should check this game out. And he was like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll check it out. And then, like, it took him, a, what, over a year, you said? Yeah, he recommended it. And, and at that time, I didn't have the possibility to try it out. And then it spent by a couple of years or something like that. And, yeah. Then I check it out on a PS4. It's like, yeah, that's dust. I gotta try it. It's cheap. And and to just reiterate too is like, I had never heard of this game. And when you suggested it to me, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll check it out. I assumed it was like a brand new game. And then when I played it, I I still was like, okay, this is just like brand fucking new because it's so gorgeous it really is i mean it's a 2d game i mean i'm not it's not like a triple a studio title or something it's you know it's not gonna give resident evil 2 a run for its money or anything like that but my god the use of color and the, and everything and then to learn that this was one fucking guy it's like are you kidding me right james did you know yeah. this was one dude but that just makes the game even more incredible. Yeah, 
this this was one guy outside of like some some music and the, of course the voice talent. Yeah. So, so how far did you get into the game, James? Did you beat it, or how far did you I get? Didn't, I did not beat it. I got fifty percent through. It says fifty percent on my uh, game. I'm not sure if that's you know all story or what. I just uh, let's see. Where am I in the story right now? I'm climbing this big mountain right now. I'm causing avalanches. Ah, you're not far from the end. That's what I figured because I I noticed I was I was progressing pretty well. And then I stopped and started doing side quests, and the side quests started adding to my percentage. So I was like, ah, I wonder how much of my percentage is storyline and how much is the, all the side stuff. Yeah, finding treasures, friend, side quests, everything like that adds to the percentage. Okay. And when you're at a mountain, there's like maybe two hours left or something like that because you are closing in on what the so-called Moonblood Camp and, yes, yes. Uh, village. So you, right. you don't have much left. Very good. I, I mean, not good. I love, love the game. I want to keep playing, but yeah. I am uh, pretty close to the same area in, in which James is at, uh, trying to do side quests and stuff. Um, yeah, I was worried, like, okay, I'm only about halfway through the game, because I put about eight hours into the game, eight, nine, something like that. And I was it was feeling like I was getting toward the end of the game, but my... You know, my ticker said something like 54% or whatever it was. And I was like, okay, I guess there's a lot more to go. But yeah, that's good to know that I am actually close to the end. It's just that I haven't uncovered a lot of the uh, special characters or whatever like that. Which, we can briefly talk about that real quick. Like, I was beyond surprised. Like, as you play through the game, you can find these, uh, like, locked cages with uh, someone in it. And the first one you get is fucking Super Meat Boy. Mm-hmm. And it gives you a percentage of health increase, correct? Yeah, each one that you find gives you a, a health increase. And then as I went through, um, gosh, I, there was a duck I didn't recognize. There was, uh, gosh, there was, I, I think I got like four of them. Uh, I don't. I don't know how many total there are. I'm assuming. I think there are like. 10 or 12 total oh or something. God. It's in the... <laughs> Good. Wow. I think it's something like that. There's an achievement for getting all of them at least. And sure. I don't remember what this. I must have missed a bunch of them then. But yeah, they're all like actual famous PlayStation characters and such. Really cool. Um, do you happen to know all of them, Nint? Or... Uh, no. The <laughs> last one I found was uh, the main uh, person from Bastion, actually. Bastion, yeah, I haven't played that. You know, I bought that like three years ago. Still just sitting on. I think I don't even know if I downloaded it. <laughs> I bought it, but uh, yeah, I'm bad about that. I really like uh, in this game the different types of characters. I mean, you got the uh, farmers down in mod pot. You got the cat people in Aurora and such. What? So, what did you guys think about mod pot? Mudpot, that'd be the very first village, right? The underground. The underground village. Oh, the underground village with all the, like, weirdos and stuff. That was... <laughs> it was cool, man. You know, I, I like the characterization um, in general, personally. Uh, you know, you've got, like, these very, like... It almost felt like Fievel Goes West. I don't know if that's a thing out there in Sweden, um, if it reached you guys. Yeah, but, I know like, it. 
Yeah, the characterization like felt very like Don Bluth and stuff with the the animation that was going on with the the mice and the I don't know all the different animals and stuff. It was like very much reminiscent of that. And then yeah, you get to Mud Pod, which is the underground area where you've got like these kind of I I don't know if they're mutants or what but they're slightly off versions of what you see above and there's like a guy looking for his sheep and I mean everywhere you go there's different quests that you have to to do and they're not mandatory but they unlock different things for you as you go and it's really cool and you have a system and you need that experience because you get a lot of experience oh, yeah, you do. those people out yeah. you need that to level up 100%. Good point, James. Yeah, because, like, you you kill so many enemies in this game. I mean, it, it's nothing to get, like, a 200-hit combo, a 300-hit combo, whatever. And I think there's even an achievement for, like, a 1,000-hit combo, which I didn't, I didn't personally reach. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the highest-hit combo, I, was, I think, got about a bit over 1,200 hits. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I think I think I got to like four hundred or something. I don't know. I I don't. I know I should probably be learning. Like, oh, I gotta hit this button into triangle into whatever, and then do this and that and whatever else. But I'm just literally just like spamming. Like, you know, I go from fidget shoot your whatever ability it is, lightning or fire or whatever, and then I just hit the other button to kind of like shoot it everywhere, and I just kind of go like that yeah. and cover the screen and How shoot. Many, uh- are there for fidget i've gotten three so far I yeah there are three there are the spirit one the electrical one and the fire one. Oh well okay. I, I got them all <laughs> that. i guess i guess so further i thought. gotta ask you guys what did you think about the cemetery area with uh, the haunted house and stuff pretty scary you mean with the ghosts that were like chasing my ass yeah and... big yeah, you, can't hurt it. you know it's terrifying it was at first until I realized like I could just dodge that thing indefinitely. Like the first time I went through, I was like, Oh shit, I really got to hurry. And like, I was rushing my ass through and probably missing things. And then I realized like it, it followed me in a very specific pattern and I could just like easily dodge it. And then after that, it was just like kind of a joke. I don't know, <laughs> but it's a big level too. It is all over the place. Yeah trying to find those artifacts but once i realized that its ai was like relatively simple i just uh would you know do whatever i wanted and dodge it honestly i didn't find much treasure um doing it that way so i guess maybe it was intended to try and like scare you and it did initially like i said but then you know video gamed it and yeah (sighs) yeah yeah, I know. The first time I, I went in there, I was like, yeah, I can beat this one. And the sword talks to you and say something like, oh, spirit, this is from another realm. I cannot, It's from the spirit realm. I can't hear it. Hurt dust. You got it wrong. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> shit. Oh, shit, says man. What do you guys think of all the, uh, the, uh, the bosses in this game? I liked them, man. You know, I liked the way the story was going. You know, it's, it's kind of like a... A classic story of, you know, you've got amnesia. It turns out that you were probably a bad guy. You know, I didn't get farther, far mm-hmm. enough along to like 100% confirm that. Like, I think they were 
refer to me in some flashbacks and stuff, and it's pretty well confirmed that I used to be a general under this douchebag. But uh, Dust has lost all memory, and he's fighting what against what he used to be a part of. And you run against the, the first boss that you fight, the fire guy, I forget his name now, but he... Um, is almost sympathetic or is definitely sympathetic in that, you know, he's not wanting to fight or anything. It's just, he's been forced in this situation where he has to, and it's kind of like his last stand and you defeat him. But in so doing, you kind of learn his story and you learn that, you know, maybe you're, you know, on the wrong side of things. Um, but yeah, they're they're all very innovative. They're all very um, action packed. You know, you're just jumping around and just doing your thing. You know, and it's just tremendous amounts of crap on the screen at one point, <laughs> at one time. And uh, I love it. I love it. I don't know what else to describe it. What do you guys think? I think the boss fights were some of the more inter- interesting parts because. As you said, there is something all the screen, on the screen all the time. But still, it's not a problem to dodge, to get around. It's just, yeah, it's an entertaining fight. Yeah, you got to keep your eye on stuff, but it's not, it's nothing that you're going to wrap your head around and feel, oh, shit, I can't do this. It's too hard. It's just like, yeah, focus and yeah, just enjoy the fight. 100%. I thought they were a little too easy. I mean, they were really great. They're they were different, but I feel like I was just spamming them to win, just using the jump uh, triangle button and swirling around. That's the main uh, attack. Yeah. What what level were you playing it on, James? Because I was playing it on easy, and like I, like I explained to Mint, I don't know if you heard, but like I was playing it on easy because when I play a game for the show, a lot of the time, um, I do play it on easy because I just want to get through it so that I can like if there's story beats or whatever, I just want to be able mm-hmm. to, you know, get through it as quickly as possible. And like playing it on easy, it was like still really fun, but it was like so fucking easy. It was like baby mode. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to play this game again and play it on at least normal. What level do you I'm playing play it on? Normal. I'm on normal. Okay. Um, and I've died a fair share amount of times just, you know, in these battles of just, hordes of enemies mm-hmm. i'm just not keeping track of my health meter you know close enough which thank god there's the you know l1 button that you can just use an instant health item yeah the, uh, i would not make it too far in this game which i mean that's uh, another you know just really innovative like cool ability of this game too which on easy mode i didn't have to use all that often but like and and i just like full disclosure i didn't die once on easy mode like i don't think anyone could yeah i mean you would have to actively try and i probably should have played like anyone listening to this that hasn't played this game at least play it on normal please don't do like i did and just be like oh i'm gonna play it on you know kindergarten mode or whatever um, easy mode really does mean easy mode on this game but yeah you you can get a series of items and um equip them into a slot where you can just hit a single button i think it's like r1 or whatever and you just instantly heal additionally there are items that will revive you instantly which i never had to use but i assume on uh, higher difficulties those would be very useful as well they're kind of like a 
automatic Phoenix down, if you will, and various other items as well. I mean, you, you don't get any additional swords. There's just the one weapon in the game, um, the sentient sword that I don't know if it has a name or whatever, but, um, you get, you know, different armors and different rings and such that can like do increased you know abilities and and so on and so forth and uh, you do eventually meet a uh, girl that can forge you new items uh, and equipment through recipes that you find off of enemies and such and one of the cool things about this game that a lot of games don't do is when you find an item at least on easy mode i don't know if this is on normal or not but when you find an item on an enemy you can sell it to the merchant and then yeah okay it's on every mode then um he will yeah Yeah. and you're gonna need it for a later item yeah he will then stock that item and as time progresses he'll get you know, it'll like, I don't know how long it takes, but it seems like every 20 minutes or so, he'll get three or five or whatever it is items. And it'll, you know, from that one that you sell him, uh, within a few hours, he'll have 20. And then you get those items to be able to create other items and stuff instead of having to fucking farm, like, you know, 400 mushrooms to make the mushroom shield or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Um, you farm the one mushroom, sell it to the merchant, and then just at, play the game. And as time progresses, he'll accumulate those items for you to be able to build said whatever item. So cool. Uh, I <clears throat> I played it normal as well, as I said. And the thing about this game, I feel that even if you get um, increased powerful and you get better my gear... As the story progresses, you don't feel like you're in God or something. You don't feel like you can just plow through everything. And, yeah, it's like, yeah, I can kill this. Look at this. It's dead. And you actually get, uh, towards the end, you get a good challenge at points. What's your thoughts about that, James? Towards the end of normal. It's a pretty tough game. Um, like I said, if you don't watch yourself, uh, you, you're gonna, if you're going to get overwhelmed and, you know, killed instantly or killed quickly um i have a question about the items is it it feel it felt like when i was first looking at the items that uh at the merchant that like the items would break or something like that because when you buy stuff like you walk around it says like items refreshed at the store so i felt like i'd have to go back and repurchase these things but i haven't really had that issue at all you guys think no, I think that? I think it's as ref- restocked. That's what Blaine talked about. Why would I need to buy more if I already? I mean, when you get the blueprints from the fallen enemies, if you do it, either you go to the Archer's Pass Mountain to the forge, if or if you do it by distance, it's going to require the different uh, materials. And when you oh. sell them to him, he restocks them. You buy in more and. Hence, that's where you can get enough for grading. I guess I've, I've always like found enough stuff where I never had to like go back for additional stuff. Maybe that hmm. was why I, I was confused. I definitely did. I I went back to the merchant multiple times and was like, I would find uh, a blueprint of something and be like, oh, that's like very slightly better than what I'm you know currently using, and mm-hmm. uh, would sell him something and then like fuck around for 30 minutes and come back and he would have 10 of them or whatever and I'd buy them and be able to create the item. Oh, I see. 
Yeah. Okay, I get it now. But I, I like the system. It's a, it's infinitely better than actually having to farm for like you know pink tails on Final Fantasy IV or something like that. It's just you know instead of devoting time and RNG to be able to get something, you get one, you sell it to the merchant, and then you just you know do your thing for a set amount of time, and he's gonna have the amount necessary for you and i was just like oh my god this makes this is the best system ever this is so much better than you know all the predecessors to this where they were like okay you need you know 10 whatever like i said before mushrooms and now you're fighting mushrooms for three hours to try and get those 10 and maybe you know one out of a hundred drops so you're fighting you know several thousand mushrooms and you finally get the 10 to get the item and then you know an hour later that's not even the best item, you know, to get anymore. And you're like, what the fuck? You know, now I got to go get fucking 10 iron ores or whatever. Instead, it's like, okay, I get one mushroom, sell it to the merchant. I go and do my thing. And then uh, an hour later, he's got the amount necessary for me to be able to do this shit. And I buy it off him. I do my thing. And then, you know, if, if I'm already past that point, it's like now I'm to the iron shield instead of the mushroom shield per se um i don't even have to indulge in the mushroom shield because fuck it you know now i can go on to this next thing so cool and it just it made the game flow so much better than it has any right to and everything about this game from the voice acting to you know graphically it's like it's one of the most beautiful 2d games i've ever played it's incredibly responsive you know the the battles themselves are engaging like you guys said the boss battles are really fun and you know i'm playing it on easy mode so i'm thinking if i was playing it on normal or above it would be even more so engaging obviously I don't know. I don't know what to say. I want a fucking physical copy of this game. Does it even exist? Or is this just digital? I, I think it's di- digital, but I'm not sure. But something I want to just talk, uh, touch on about is the map, actually. You uh, talked about Castlevania and uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. What I like about this one is that you get a large uh, world map and each zone has its own pinpoint and you can see what percentage you have discovered and the treasures and everything and that's actually something that I prefer ahead of like say Super Metroid or Castlevania or something that you can just yeah I want to go to this or or I want to go back here and something that was a neat function yeah for sure like, <laughs> go ahead James I did like that a lot too because it showed like different areas to explore. I would say the map when you go to those areas, like the actual map of the specific area, I didn't like as much because all it was was just like you know little boxes and the little boxes you had to have a key to kind of match it up and see what's in each box. I prefer like a Castlevania map, especially Symphony of the Night, to that because you get a little more of a detailed you know what am I looking at here? Because I mean some of those places are so vast and. Um, I'd like more of a detailed map. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say, like, I kind of felt like uh, it's been a while since we've played either 
Castlevania Symphony of Night or Metroid, but I kind of felt like um, they they had a similar, especially Metroid, where like you'd go to the different maps and it wouldn't say specifically like the percentage you've completed, but it would show you blocks that you haven't gone to. They were a different color, which is similar mm-hmm. to what this is doing, where it'll say like fifty seven percent completed or whatever. Instead, it would like show you every room of that, you know, whatever it is, Zebes or whatever. And, uh, certain areas would be lit up and others wouldn't be. And you'd be like, okay, I didn't go to these areas, but then also on like Metroid, certain areas wouldn't appear on the map at all. And you would just kind of have to like guess like, okay, well I have, I can go, you know, get there through this because, you know, I'm going to bomb this wall and there's an invisible whatever. But, um, so they're similar, but like, I didn't like that. It was just like straight up, like, okay, you have however much percentage of this particular area done because I'm like, well, what the fuck am I missing? If I had an actual map that pinpointed screen by screen, I could be mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I need to go here and there's a treasure chest somewhere on this exact map. How they kind of mitigate that is with fidget. What you have? Since you see the circle on the map, on the little box you're in, you know if there's a treasure or a hidden friend or something like that. So it's the same as Super Metroid. Okay, well I didn't notice it. Goddamn! Like the only like, thing you know, the specific area, like you were saying, because at least you know the box, you know the general area. Yeah. Um, are the are the friends also those big circles? Yeah, as I far friends. as I can remember, yeah. Okay. okay. I remember I missed one uh, underground. I couldn't, didn't come back to it. I mean, I didn't have enough keys. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear there was trend. 12 of them because, like I said, I think I found yeah, four or five, you know, and I can't remember all of those. Right. I was like, all right, I'm doing good. You know, I figured I found like most of them. I thought at most there's going to be like six, but goddamn, if there's 12, I'm really fucked. But um, I, have a, I have a question for you guys. Sure. What is your strategy on leveling up? Uh, Gem to le- to place either on health, attack, defense, or fidget. How are you guys doing that? Um, I was. Oh man, you know what? I I think I was just kind of keeping it even the whole time. You know, like, I, I don't think I put all my eggs in one basket. I was just like, all right. And I got most of them, like, I think I was, like, one or two away from max on everything. Okay, wow. Yeah. How about yeah, you? Yeah, for me, I just, um, at first, I actually, um, yeah, I figured that, yeah, fidget is so-so. But then I figured that, yeah, well, fidget is useful. And the good thing about the stats is that you can't go more than five steps away from the least one. So you can't get, you can max out everything else. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think I'd say I, I had attack always a little bit higher than everything else. One thing I did like was which, whichever choice I made, like, it made an immediate impact. Oh, yeah. Like, I felt the difference, you know, when I came off that screen and started fighting again. 100 really awesome yeah like level ups in this game in any regard were immediately evident it's not like you know uh say a final fantasy or whatever where you know you gain a level and you're like oh great you know plus one to strength plus 30 to hp you know it was it was evident right away that you had leveled up and it was a big deal 
you know, there were sometimes even on easy mode where it was like, okay, this boss is uh, particularly challenging. Maybe I should try and level up before I actually engage in it or whatever. So, although I think I, I never did die, I don't think so. I might be talking on my ass a little bit, but um, if I had been Can't playing, you never mode, died. I've been. Oh, well, I played it on. Kicked. I played it on fucking easy mode, bro. <laughs> I don't think I ever died. It was just like. It was just like literally jump in the air, hit triangle, you know, fidget, do her thing, either like shoot those sperm things out or the fire things or the lightning, you know, and just like jam that fucking button, just triangle, triangle, boom, 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 everything on screen dies, go to the next area. I mean, it was literally that easy. I mean, there was a little bit variation when it came to like the guys that would, uh, wouldn't, die to damage but you had to like proximity make them blow up or whenever they were inhaling i think it was. oh yeah those damn things those things sucked a little bit but once you get used to archers them, pass yeah those, those were yeah, also but man overall god damn this game is so fucking good i and i didn't know yeah. it, it existed <laughs> like and it's been around since 2011, is that right? Or how long has it been around? It's been around for a few years. Like five, six years? Yeah. It's been around for yeah. fucking ever. And I never heard a thing about it. I don't know, man. I guess it's just old man mentality, you know? It's like the other day I was uh, listening to a podcast and they were talking about some band or whatever. And I was like, oh, I never heard of that band. And I looked them up and they're like way beyond. And I'm not even going to mention who it is because I don't want to embarrass, embarrass myself. <laughs> but I was like holy shit, you know, this band is great. And, like, they're incredibly famous with, like, you know, 60 million views or whatever on all their videos. I'm just like, and I had no idea because I'm an old man now, apparently. And uh, that's just something that happens, you know. It's, uh, I don't know, the circle of life or whatever. It's like when uh, I introduced my dad in Nirvana in 92, and he was like, yeah, I guess they're okay. And I was like, yeah, you, you don't know Nirvana? They're amazing. Listen to this, you know, never mind. It's great. And he was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, same thing. He listened to students at my school, listen to their music. So I hear their music, and I'm like, what the fuck are they listening to? You know, some I'm sure, you know, my teacher said the same thing to me when I was, you know, walking around <laughs> listening to Eminem and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, like, man. What the fuck are these kids listening to? Speaking of Chili Peppers, not to go off topic too much, but um, I have like, uh, it sounds like I'm going to toot my own horn here, but I have like almost the exact same vocal range as Anthony Kiedis. And, you know, I was talking last uh, episode, uh, or maybe it was the episode before that, I don't recall, about like I've got all this like baller ass recording equipment. And I was like, hey, I'm going to record some stuff. So I tried to re record some like uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper stuff for the episode we did for the RPG show. And I was like, hey, maybe I'll uh, do our outro and like write some new lyrics for uh, Under the Bridge and I'll like record that. And I did. And I thought it turned out really great. But then I was like way too embarrassed to actually put it out. <laughs> so I ended up oh. like, yeah, so I ended up putting just like Tenacious D's Dio as the outro instead. Right. And I was like, ah, fucking, I just erased everything. I spent like six hours recording this shit too. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so that was fun. But one of these days, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll record some stuff for real and do it because I really I really do enjoy music and uh, those listening, you know, I'm I'm not incredible at it or anything, but I'm pretty good. And uh, I like I said, I sing a lot like Anthony Kiedis. We have like almost the exact same vocal range. 
but yeah, anyway, sorry to go off tangent. Oh, I want to hear you sing. I think uh, at the end of this episode, you need to put that on. <laughs> Not going to happen today, but maybe soon. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, Discord. every time I think like, yeah, I'm a pretty decent singer, you know, or whatever. Um, I'll I'll see someone on like America's Got Talent or uh, whatever like that. Like, man, recently I've been really into uh, and you know I've I've known about them for about two years. Like my favorite band, anyone that's listening, um, is Queen. And recently they've gotten like this huge uh, resurgence because of the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, right? And there is this guy that a couple years ago, maybe four years ago now, actually, Mark Martell, right? He came out and he auditioned for like this. I think it was Roger Taylor was putting out this band to like be like this uh, queen super group or whatever. And he auditioned somebody to love. And it sounded so much like Freddie that it was like, okay, this guy is obviously lip syncing, but he proves towards the end of the video. He's not lip syncing. Well, recently he put out like a, a version of Bohemian Rhapsody because they actually contacted him and used his vocals for the fucking movie. And oh. he put out this version of Bohemian Rhapsody that's just him at the piano that I'm like, God damn, if that's not Freddie Mercury. I mean, it's, it's so close. It's unreal. He, in another video, he made like Celine Dion cry. And I've just been like obsessed with this motherfucker because oh. Freddie Mercury is what any vocalist attains wants to be. I mean, the man had like, like a four or five vocal like range. He was insane. And, and Mark Martell is very close to being exactly where he was and his inflections and everything are just dead on. And I encourage anyone that hasn't heard of the motherfucker to just type in Mark Martell. You literally don't even have to type in queen. The man, did a video of Bohemian Rhapsody like three months ago. It already has 60 million views. <laughs> um, just sick. Nice. Yeah, the guy is just sick. And yeah, I, again, I completely off ta- tangent, but you know, we got to fill time any way we can and just check that guy out. It's a good tangent. Well, I mean, it's like, God, who was it? I can't even remember who it was now, but there's a very famous musician. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. No, but there's a very famous musician that had the opportunity to see uh, Bob Dylan perform live as a young man. And he said, um, after having seen him perform live, he, you know, decided to abandon music altogether because he felt like he could never achieve what Bob did on stage and somehow persevered and, you know, put out whatever albums he did. And that's very much was Michael Jackson. <laughs> you know what? I, it's true. Like Michael Jackson, uh, Prince. My God, man. That's another one. If you want to just feel like if you're a guitarist and you're listening to this and you're like, oh, you know, I'm a pretty good guitarist. Like, I feel like I'm a decent rhythm, rhythm guitarist. Like, I, I can't play lead for shit, but um, I, I can play like I know chords, you know, and like there's this video I found. I love Prince. He's amazing. And I found this video of him playing uh, My Guitar Gently Weeps with uh, 
Tom Petty and Steve Winwood and fucking um, George Harrison's son. I can't remember his first name. And it's, it's you know, Prince is just in the background, just strumming the guitar with the other jackasses the whole time. And Steve and Petty are, like, taking over the vocals. Prince never opens his mouth. But the last minute of that video is mind-blowing. Prince is insanely good. At one point, he turns his back to the band, falls into the crowd, a guy in the crowd catches him and pushes him back on stage while he's playing a solo that is fucking mind-blowing. Fucking George Harrison's son is losing his shit. Like, oh my God, what is this little man doing? Because, you know, Prince is like, what, five, six, and 120 pounds. And... Oh my God, it just, it makes you feel so inferior that you're like, why am I even studying guitar? You know, anyway, again, tangent, (laughs) sorry guys, it's very early in the morning for me. Two. This is all cool. Mm. Dion, I have a tangent. I want you to go on. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just finished this British uh, murder mystery series, Wallander. (laughs) Wallander up in Sweden. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a, a W-A-L-L-A-N-D-E. Yes. I think you guys pronounce it Wallander, not Wallander. Oh, Wallander. Wallander. That sounds badass. Fuck. Um, did, you, did you watch the British version? I haven't seen any version. Uh, one moment. I just need to check something out here. Swiss. I have actually never heard of that, but uh, we have one in Sweden as well. I'll tell you what, every, everything in Sweden sounds cooler than anything we've got going on in the United States. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was it was interesting to see that the British wanted to do a series about a Swedish. You know, the whole thing takes place in Sweden. It's you know about a Swedish guy, but the British did the show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seemed um, interesting, and I, it got great reviews, even from Sweden, according to IMDb. You know, I don't know. I actually didn't have any clue at all about there being an English version of this because it's a pretty famous Swedish series. Yeah. It's a long-going series. It's um, oh gosh, the same guy. What is he else has he done? He did Agatha Christie's story recently. Uh, about the tra- uh, the Orient Express. He was the main character in the Orient Express. He plays. Uh, it's just too early in the morning. It's the French. He plays a French guy in that, I guess. Uh, Inspector Clouseau. So that's a great Poirot? movie. Though. Poirot. There it is. Poirot? He plays Poirot, and he's going to be in um, Agatha Christie, the new movie, uh, the the one of the Murder on the Nile, Death on the Nile, Death on the Nile. That's the, what I know him for. He's been in other stuff. Oh, and Loki is in the first two seasons of... Uh, yeah, I saw Wonder. that. Dang. Yeah, he left after the third season, obviously, become Loki. <laughs> and the series kind of, you know, I, I missed seeing him, but the series stayed pretty good. But I wasn't. I wanted to get your take if uh, Swedish people thought that version was just as good as... Well, as I said, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm actually going to check it out later on because, yeah, I think it might be good. And did you know that Tom Hiddleston has made a short show that was on Seymour? I don't know if you watched that anything. Mm. It's called The Night Manager. Oh, is that on. Is there a Netflix version of that? 
Oh, I don't Four. think so. But it, it might have like, been on Netflix. Lori was in it. The guy from House. Nightmare. Yeah, that's the bad guy in it. That is, that is the same show. Okay, yeah, I'll take that out. Hmm. I mean, that show was yeah, actually pretty great. Well, I'll tell you what, Mint. Since I met you and since we became friends, I've been acutely aware of media in general, you know, coming from Sweden. I like like before we we talked, I knew that like ABBA, I think was like a Swedish band, you know, and um oh, I don't know. Wasn't uh silver chair was that swedish i think but like other than that like i had you know i the swedish chef from uh the muppets or whatever uh was like yeah, <laughs> yeah. was about it hardy, 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 hardy. exactly but like since then like i it's unreal like how much stuff comes from your country and a lot of it really really good but recently it came to my attention that something really, really bad, almost borderline evil, came out of your country. Do you know what that is? Hmm. <laughs> Not really. Um, <clears throat> have crossing you heard, lines here. Have James, you, crossing lines. Have you heard of a band called the Rednecks? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What are you doing to us, man? I had no idea those guys came out of Sweden. <laughs> it's like, and and furthermore, they've never broke up. Do you know they are still together? You can at this moment go online and pay not all that much money. Like we could, between the three of us, we could probably get enough money together to hire the rednecks to come to a party and play. <sighs> yeah, we don't want to do that anyway. And did you know there was a video game based off the Rednecks? A point-and-click adventure out of the 90s. Oh, no. No, I didn't, I didn't know, though. <laughs> I'm just uh, sorry. It was all very recent. Another podcast I listened to was talking about it. I was like, oh, my God. What is... This is why we, we're not in good relations with Sweden. It's entirely because of the Rednecks. <laughs> And for some reason, the thank God, the uh, the most famous song they did isn't coming to my mind at the moment. Um, gosh, what is it? It's uh, Mint- Cotton Eye Joe song. It is Cotton Eye Joe. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, we're, we're afraid we're gonna say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they God. have like two or three other uh, songs that are the exact same song with different lyrics but the exact same cadence and the exact same chords and <sighs> what are you doing it's to like us? middle school dances to me like i remember they always played that song it was all over the place in like roller skating rinks and yeah, fucking yeah, bowling exactly. alleys and all that shit fucking in the night it's like you couldn't get away from fucking cotton eye joe and when you listen to the lyrics, it's it's a song about a man that comes to town and he's like way too sexy or something, and he's like stealing all the women, and like the guy that's oh singing about it, he's like I'd been married a long time ago if it wasn't for fucking Cotton Eye Joe, you know. And that's funny. 
the video is flashbacks. terrible. They the flashbacks. <laughs> they murdered a man by tar and feathering him, and yeah, um, it's kind of yeah. like Chumbawamba, same type of. Uh, uh, don't bring that up. You know best what? Band ever. Chumbawamba, tum, tub thumping. You know that song. Um, the, Not the, down. Yeah. Up, yeah. The yeah. girl in that video. Um, with the glasses, the very, uh, I think, attractive girl in that video looks identical to the girl that I dated throughout high school, so much to the point that I convinced a bunch of people from my like high school era that um, it was her. I was like, hey, yeah, that's, you know, I won't name her name to like get people Googling her or whatever, but I was like, yeah, that's her. She actually w- moved to, and they were like, really? I was like, no, that's not her. And they are like, oh, fuck. No. So, <laughs> No, that's not actually her, but yeah. So if you go back and watch Tub Thumping or whatever that song is called, the girl that's singing uh, Don't Cry For Me, Next Door Neighbor, and stuff that's got the nice like glasses and stuff, she looks exactly like the girl I dated throughout high school. <laughs> so, yeah, just a little more trivia behind the uh, kimono there. So just going to throw something in here again about just in the middle of the tangent. <laughs> Get us back on track. Please. Thank you, man. I'm so sorry. Are you are you both gonna try to finish the game, or is it, or are you gonna absolutely skip? No, God. I, I, I think I'm gonna try. I think I really I've am. I've been trying my heart out every night, playing about an hour, hour and a half when I can, and I'm like mad I didn't finish it for this, but I will finish. But regardless, because if you feel like you need from what to... you said, Blaine, about him having amnesia, may be a bad guy and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you play like an hour tops uh, from where you are at the mountain, uh-huh. you're gonna get a really good explanation about that part, and I think you're gonna f- find the fascinating. Hmm. Go ahead and feel free to spoil it. If anyone's looking to play this game, just fast forward however long, you know, five minutes or so, whatever you feel. Well, it depends on what James think. If you want to... Go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to play it anyways. Yeah. So, I'm not going to spoil the end because okay. that was mind-blowing in itself, so you're going to have to discover that for yourself, but uh, you know Ginger from the Aurora Village? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The girl that was... You, you come to... You, yeah, you come to the Moonblood Village, and it's all deserted. It's all, yeah, it's all empty. So you come to the last house in the village, and it's like, oh, I feel you gotta go inside here because at some time in the game, Ara, the sword says that, uh, or someone says that it feels like you are two different pe- people or something like that. So you go into the house to explore. Yeah, like up a stair or something, and in the end, you find find this photo. And a bed, and shows that there's a person beside Ginger on that photo. And then the Moonblood Elder comes and tells you the story about how Ginger's brother went out to face off with this evil assassin from the Empire, which is in the beginning of the game. He, uh, the assassin, kills his her brother, and he is able to kill. The assassin. Those two souls being total opposites because Jin, as he is called, is 
a gentle, kind soul that always looks out to help people. They entwine and create dust. Hence, being a new person who is able to fight off the general and the fidget is the guardian of Ara. Her kind has been guarding the swords for there are several swords, been uh, yeah guarding and keeping watch over them for several hundreds of years. Okay, mm. nice. So dust isn't necessarily an amnesiac as much as he is just one part of two different people. Yeah, he's like the third person from two. Very ah, cool. Yeah. Okay. We set up for a sequel at the end of the um, game. God, I hope so. I know that when I Google it, said uh, Dust 2, but I don't know because the end is, yeah, you can say it's it's open up, opening up for the possibility of, of a sequel, but it doesn't really give you the cliffhanger for a sequel, but the end is, yeah. Okay, good. I uh, hope so, man. This is a great game. It's a, this is like the good. best example of uh, Cass... Um, seen in a long time yeah for sure it's like it, for me it really has been you know like a lot of people will probably get shitty about this but it's like the the term castlevania or not castlevania um metroidvania comes from super metroid and castlevania symphony in the night and for me there hasn't been a game since those two fucking games that is in that genre that comes close to being as good as those two games and this one comes as close if not closer than any like i can't recommend this game enough it's on par with those two titles and virtually any other game we've made for the show i don't want to say it's the best game we've played for the show because i don't think it quite is but it's it is so fucking good and it's not expensive you can get the i think i bought it for like the the night that meant like hit me up and he's like hey you got to check this game out and i was just like yep you say you know like <laughs> when mint says for me to check something out i'm gonna check it out and mm-hmm. i was just like yeah okay whatever i think i paid less than ten dollars for a copy you know a digital copy of this game and you know i own it now digitally but if it exists and I'm sure it has to. Surely someone released a physical version of this. I really want this physically. Like, this game is that good. Um, much like Thimbleweed Park that we covered in the past, like, I had to have a physical copy of it. I really want a physical copy of this game because when I'm 90 years old, if I make it that far, I want to be able to play this again, you know? Um really really great recommendation man I, I can't thank you enough this this game is phenomenal i do plan on beating it it's just a matter of you know i got a five-year-old kid i got a full-time job i got all these responsibilities it fucking sucks being an adult i'm trying to get there you know what i mean but man awesome game man thank you so much yeah i figure you might like it it's a uh, great uh... It's a great break for everything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else you want to talk about the game real quick? I know we only got about 15 minutes left before both of you guys have to get out of here because of our recording schedule. Uh, you're about to go to work, and I think James has some other obligation he has to do within the my parents' house, so i got to start moving out that way. That sounds fun. And I have to yeah. like 
Start life. I don't know. <laughs> Start life. That sounds nice. Oh. The only thing that I got a pleasant surprise from this game that I'm not used to is save points. They are they are often and that they replenish the replenish health aspect. Half if you go into them, right? yeah, yeah, health. Super cool, and, and the fact that they you know they have multiple save files. I think you have a total of like eight or 10, you know, and one of them is automatic that every time you hit like a save point, like you just run through it, it'll save for you. Just boom, you're, it saves. And then if you want to save additional files, you can, you know, go either over that file or create another file or whatever. And it's just super useful. It's just one of those. It's just one of those things. Attention to detail that this guy and I wish I had his name in front of me because he's a fucking genius. You know, this is something that AAA titles have failed to fucking grasp. Is that you know, we need multiple save files, and you know, this is something that was true in the Super Nintendo era. You know, and it's more true now. You know, it's like I need to be able to save at various points throughout the game in case there are branching paths or maybe there are whatever, you know, like I remember on um, Final Fantasy 2 slash 4 back in the day, like I wanted a save file where I had Polymen and Porum in my team and I wanted a save file where I had, you know, Edge and I wanted one that had Yang and, you know, etc, etc. And so you only had four save files and you had to like figure out exactly where you needed to save so that you could level these characters and like have as much fun as you possibly could with whatever. And this game's like, here's fucking 10 or whatever it is you know and it's just like breath of fresh air thank you so much you know it's like so many games these days are like here's your three or whatever and you're like okay great thanks uh the creator uh, of this game is called dean dodrill and uh, i don't know about any other games but he released one this season for the switch actually really so i'm gonna check that out I imagine it's never stop sneaking. I imagine it's probably fucking incredible because, uh, you know, like I said, just to reiterate, I'd never even heard of this game, you know, and again, I'm an old man. <laughs> it's very likely that this was promoted heavily and it just went over the top of my head. Um, I would have never found this game had it not been for you. Oh. Yeah, this is this game was amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mathieu. Yeah, I'm just happy you enjoyed it, both of you. Oh, it was great. Anyway, um, about the end of the show, I do miss um, those of you listening. I don't think it's available anymore, but Mathieu used to have a podcast that you put out called Everything Sci-Fi and Fantasy. I miss that show a lot. I really wish you would put some more shit out because... I liked it. You know, I don't know how many listeners you had, but I was one of the ones that was like eagerly awaiting, you know, <laughs> you doing something every month. And, uh, uh it actually is that way that, uh, the app I used for the phone to record and everything, they, um, decided that, yeah, we got, uh, the server cost is too big. We are just going to shut our server down. So everything disappeared from iTunes. I, I want to say, and I'm not, don't hold me to this. I want to say I still have 90% of our Willow episode that you and I recorded together. 
somewhere and maybe i can release that as like additional content at the end of an episode or something if if or if you want to restart your show maybe i can send that to you i don't think i have 100 percent of it because if if our memory serves my recording device stops at about an hour and a half or so and uh, we had to revert to your recording uh well I'm not going to say too much, but there might be something ahead of us. We shall have to wait and see. All right. Good. Good. I'm looking forward to it, man. Just 100% let us know. We will promote you as much as we possibly can on our show. And, uh, yeah, great great stuff. I, uh, it's not out there right now, but you did a show where you would talk about, you know, as the name implies, everything sci-fi and fantasy to those just listening to this. Uh, Minthian slash Bjorn, his real name, is a longtime listener of the show. Good friend of mine, personally. He actually flew to the States from Sweden to spend a week with me, which maybe I'm a little bit crazy for saying, yeah, just come stay in my house, whatever. But he seemed like a really cool guy, a really nice guy. This isn't to say if you write me and are like, hey, Blaine, I'm also a cool guy that I'm going to let you into my house. But uh, Bjorn was just like... He was so genuine and so cool, and and he flew in, and we went to Super Bitcon together and spent a week together, and, you know, my daughter still remembers you, and it was such, I, I don't want to, you know, say magical or whatever, but it was such a great time and so awesome to have you here and uh, be a, just very briefly a part of my life, and you're such an awesome dude, and I just, I love you to death, dude. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm thinking about uh, next year perhaps coming over for a longer time and just trying to get a hold of a car and drive around and visiting all the people from Discord, etc. But we'll have to wait. We'll swing by California. Oh I'll show you around. Yeah, that's another thing. I keep meaning to like, oh, I'm going to go see James. And like, I just, money. It's It literally just comes oh. down to like, Oh, I need to fix the It'll It'll the happen. bathroom. I need to fix the driveway, or you know, there's a thousand things I gotta fix before <laughs> I can think about doing all this stuff. And I'm like, <sighs> it, it sucks because like I'm through this medium. I've made I've made all these friends, you know, uh, Ment and you, and you know, Brent and Nick and Cujo and. Uh, whoever Anderson and all these different people like, and they're all over the United States and Clayton, he's in fucking Australia. And you know, you got guys in England and all this. It's like, I will literally never be able to meet all you people because the earth is, you know, really small, but it's also very, very fucking big. And I never would have thought when uh, I started doing this thing that we would be reaching people as far reaching as all that. I was you know, it's just, it's mind boggling and really humbling to think that someone literally, you know, that far away is listening to you and I rant about stupid video games from however long ago, James. And I don't know, man, it just, it, it kills me. I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I want to meet each and every one of you guys. And, you know, you're all my friends, you know, Josh Watts and, and Skicks, you know, Alex, who he's been on a couple of shows and all these guys. It's just like, man, I just want to meet you at least once and buy you a fucking beer. You know, we should have a big convention one day. If we grow big enough, we'll have a big meeting spot somewhere. Invite all of our friends, kind of like a pilgrimage. I swear to God, if I ever, ever, I got a question for you two guys. 
okay. just uh, quickly now at the end before we end this. So after we have talked for like a bit over an hour or something, mm-hmm. and I were thinking, what should, what would you say? Is it worth it? <laughs> Since that's the name of the podcast, yes, one thousand percent worth it. If if this game costs you twenty dollars or less, which it's gonna, um, you're gonna you're gonna find you know for. I would say it's about 13 to 15 hours worth of gameplay, I'm guessing. Maybe more if you do, like, all the side quests and all the shit. Um, I mean, you're talking about a dollar an hour, you know? That's... <laughs> you can't get that rate anywhere else, you know? And it's incredibly entertaining and just fun, engaging the entire time you're playing. This game is wonderful. 100% it is worth it. James. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's it, like I said, we, we kind of already talked about it's the closest game I've seen to Symphony of the Night and Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been chasing, trying to find another one of those games, and this is it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, 100% worth it. Really great game. And the only, the only one that comes to mind that I've played in recent years that comes close. And if you two haven't played it, maybe you should check it out. It's called Monster Tail, and that's for the uh, uh, Nintendo DS. You can find a loose copy for like ten bucks. You can find a complete copy okay. for like twenty. That game is incredible, and it's another Metroidvania style game that you will just have, you know, about again about ten to twenty hours of fun with, and it's just incredibly beautiful and just fun. And if you're looking for more of the same, maybe play that. I've also heard. Uh, the Aliens game uh, for the 3DS is also another really good Metroidvania, and I picked up a copy of it uh, maybe a year or two ago, and I still haven't played the motherfucker, so I can't attest to whether or not it's actually good, but I hear it's really good. So I love this style of gameplay, though. It is amongst my favorites. It's like point-and-click adventure, this, and then like JRPG, you know, that's really my bread and butter. Oh, and then survival horror which is something we need to talk about james um we were talking about we wanted to play maybe resident evil 2 for the next episode or did we want to wait a month and play something in between there what do you want to do three options okay play a game similar to this one called hollow knight which is getting a lot of attention recently i feel like on youtube for some reason for sure we could play a one from my childhood. I think I've talked about before in the show. I don't think you've played it. Um, Lands of Lore. Definitely a not. Six to eight hour, six to eight hour um, RPG dungeon crawler. I think you'd like it. Okay. Does the voice Captain Picard? What? Or we go for Resident Evil Two. Oh man. Amen. What was that second option? Lands of War. Lands of Lore. Okay. What is that for? Is that on the PlayStation 1? You're going to find it on good old games at this point. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would mean I'd have to play it on my computer, which is... uh have to play it on your computer. Uh, yeah, that's a, that one's out. My computer is a okay. lag box piece Let's- of shit. Well, then, I, I am, I've been seeing so much about this. I am so amped to play it. I don't think I can wait too much longer. On uh, Resident Evil 2? Resident Evil 2. Oh, man. Uh, all right, we'll figure it out. I, I will... Okay. 
I will we'll pull, think about it. Uh, no, no, I will. It's just like it's still a fifty dollar game, and usually on these like AAA titles, like I'll wait three or four months because like they're fifty bucks right now, right? But three months from now, I can pick the motherfucker up for twenty. You know what I mean? And it's like time usually isn't like it doesn't matter to me. Like three months from now is the same as right now to me. But for talking about for the podcast, it's like oh my gosh. Okay, right off. Let's do Resident Evil Two worst case scenario. I play the original Resident Evil 2 and you play the new version and we compare them, okay? Okay. But I think I'm going to be able to, either I'll buy it at full price, which is very a very big possibility, or I'll be able to rent it at Redbox because I saw the motherfucker at Redbox for seven bucks for three days. And I've heard that the game is only like eight hours long. So maybe I'll just rent it. But yeah, let's do that, man. Let's do Resident Evil 2 next game. Do it. Okay, cool. Mint, thank you so much yeah. for coming, man. Yeah, thank you, dude. It is. Yeah, well, it's great to be on talking to you guys. It is always so good to hear from you, man. Like It's just, you know, I can be having a shitty day, and I talk to Mint at the end of the day, and it's just like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's just like... You're an uplifting sort of dude, man. You just always make me feel better. I wish I lived in your country. <laughs> America sucks. Yeah, well, we're going to get you over here, and you'll see what's going on over here as well. I keep meaning to come, man. I really do. Like, I, I keep thinking, okay, I'm going to get there, you know, within the next six months or whatever. But first pr- top priority for right now, as far as vacations go for me, is, like, my biological father, you know, even though he wasn't in my life a lot. Um, it, like, he's getting pretty old and poor of health and stuff. And uh, I want my daughter to meet him before anything happens. And I don't know how much longer I have before, you know. So we're going to try and get out to him this year. And it's just a money thing, man. Sweden's far. It's a lot of money. I definitely want to yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. I want to go so bad. I can just, oh, my God. If I could just not be in f- where I'm at. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, man. It's good talking to you, James. Good talking good to you. Good talking to you guys. Thanks, Mintian, for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, James. Yeah, always, guys. always great to have you, bud. And uh, I guess until next time, keep it retro. Retro. See you later. Be retro. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Final Fight Guy
Walk through the streets of rage with a purpose. I eat the wild meat so, so I will not die. At least I have carnage and fighters of burry. I don't use game genie, now that is a lie. I don't ever want to steal your playtime away. Let's go get the power glove. We can co-op play. I don't ever want to steal your playtime away. Let's go get a power glove. We'll play co-op play. That's all I wrote. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, what is this? We call it Caroline's Corner. Caroline's Corner. Yep. And what are we talking about? And we are talking about... It's called Darkstalkers 3. Darkstalkers 3. Yeah. And what kind of game is it? A fighting game. Yes. Good job. A fighting game. And you pick a character, and then what kind of characters are they? There is... A fire character, and you can make your own character in a different one. Yeah, you you can make your own character in this one, too, kind of. You can uh, kind of customize the way they look and change their colors and stuff like that. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. And there's a fire character, and you said there's a bee girl, right? Yeah, there's a bee girl. And the Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah, yeah. and then there's Donovan. Yeah, Donovan, yeah. And then there's a strong guy. The big strong guy, it's uh, Victor. He looks like Frankenstein, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So. And then there's a fast skeleton. Yep, yep, there's a fast skeleton, the British skeleton. Yes, and then there's a vampire girl. Yeah, a vampire girl and a vampire guy. Yes. Yeah. And. There's like the Egyptian guy. Oh, and like the white guy. What makes people freeze? Oh, yeah, the the snowman. Oh. Yeah, the abominable snowman, the Yeti, yeah. yeah. He's in Peggle, too. Yeah. Yeah, and we, we talked about that last time. Yep. Yeah, and it's, it's very fun. We play it sometimes together. We're yes. playing it right now. Let's see. Hear that cool music? Yeah. Oh. Do you guys hear it? <laughs> I think they hear it, Dad. Yeah. But basically, if you don't know Darkstalkers, it's a fighting game by Capcom. It's a lot like Street Fighter 2. And you just pick different characters. Most of them are monsters. Some of them are quote-unquote good guys. And if there's any more of those, then you can probably get one done as well. Yeah, let's see what all we got in the character selection. Oh, you got Felicia. She's like a Felicia, yeah. yeah. I got a werewolf. A werewolf. Got, Taliban, yeah. And then there's a Sikh. A sea creature guy? What is that guy? Uh, what is that girl? I don't know. He's got very long arms, huh? Oh, and there's a robot. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a robot. Yeah. Lots uh, of different characters. Who should we pick, Caroline? Um, the bumblebee. The bumblebee lady. All right. Her name is Queen Bee. Queen Bee. And yeah, you just pit them against each other and you fight and you have special moves a lot like Street Fighter and stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh that's the AD guy. Yeah, that's the Sasquatch. The Sasquatch. <laughs> so, what do you think? Do you like this game? 
Yes, I really love it. Mm-hmm. It's my fa- It's one of my favorite games. One of your favorite games, yeah. Oh. And Daddy's playing right now. Who's your favorite character? Oh, so one of them are the bee. Yeah, why do you like her? It's because she can sting and she can get killed unless they do a special power. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Is Daddy allergic to bees? Yes. Yes. Is mommy allergic to bees? Yes. So she's extra terrifying. Yes. But I, we don't know if I'm allergic to bees or not. We're going to guess you probably are. <laughs> so you need to stay away from them, huh? But we don't want to see to know. No, we don't want to see to know. That's not something that you test out. No. That's like if you don't know a snake is poisonous, you don't let it bite you. No. No. But some silly. snakes are nice. Some snakes are nice? Some snakes are not nice. And did you ever have a snake that was a friend of yours? Um, so I went outside, and I was doing, um, there was a snake, and it was nice. It was? What did it do? It, it clawed on me. Did it make you a sandwich? No, but oh. it squawed on me. I see. It was a nice snake. Okay. So some snakes are nice, and some snakes aren't. Okay. It's way different, and some snakes have teeth. They have teeth? Some I think snakes. all snakes have teeth. Some Unless snake. it's a very old snake, maybe? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, maybe that snake wouldn't have. No, and um, popcorn's not good for you, but if like <laughs> there's not too much stuff on it, then it's good for you. Where did that come from? We I'm had not even... Oh, your mommy told you that popcorn can be good if it's got certain stuff on it? Yeah. Oh, okay. If it does, Daddy well, never heard that. That sounds crazy. So, that's why. So that's the game Darkstalkers, and it's for lots of different systems, and it's a good game, huh? Okay, you're going to put on my earphones. Now Daddy can't hear what's going on. Can you hear? Yeah, I can. You can hear your own voice? Yes, I can, Dad. All right, well, do you want to say goodbye to everybody? Yeah. All right. Goodbye, guys. We'll talk to you next time. This has been Caroline's Corner. Yes, it is. <laughs> Love you. Blah, blah, blah.